Confessions with Lorella. Happy New Year, everyone. Look at us. We made it through. I'm really excited for this um, new year and just the fresh things that the Lord has for us. And I wanted to begin this podcast, this new year, not with a new podcast season, but um, just I want to begin this new year talking about what the Lord has taught me and how he has um, brought me closer to him this last year and just the um, phrases that come into remembrance when I am um, slipping away into mental oblivion. <laughs> no. No. But um really grateful for what last year was. It was actually the most bittersweet gift because if it wasn't for last year, I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't have grown in my spirituality. And that's the thing. Last year was a year of testing because either you grew in faith or you lost it. It was just, there was never an in-between. Like people were like, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. And people were like, Jesus, I will die for that man. And you literally, you um, have, you can see just how the year stretched and pulled so much out of us. And so I want to begin this, um, this new year by talking about one of the phrases that the Lord gave me actually in the fall of 2019. Um, and I did not even know that it would have anything to do. I thought it was really kind of like a cute little thing that, you know, we like, we're like, oh God, you're so cute. Like he's not, he's powerful and he's mighty and he knows what he's doing when he tells us certain things. Um, so I was having my quiet time. I was back at school at the U of A in Tucson, my last semester, and I was having my quiet time with the Lord, and I was just kind of, it was in a point where I was like, Lord, give me a fresh word. I need something new to hold on to for this upcoming season. And when you ask that, we all know what we expect. We expect this like quite grandiose, incredible word, like I'm going to take you to the new level, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, I didn't get that. What I saw, I was like in a boardroom with the Holy Spirit and there were on the boardroom table, there was a bunch of stuff on it, like just a wild amalgamation of just different items, different things, all towering over each other. And with one fell swoop, he like moved everything and then he was like, make room. And I said, great, awesome. Like, in my schedule, do you want me to make more room for you? Like, I don't know what you're saying. And so I thought it was make room in your schedule. So I was like, okay, like, let me carve out time to spend time with the Lord more. And then 2020 happened, and it was actually make room in your life. Make room in your lifestyle. And there, the Lord began to test everything, my motivations, how I spend my money, like the things I owned, like the practicality of just the things in my room. And the question the Holy Spirit asked me was, if someone were to follow you throughout your day and you didn't open your Bible, you didn't say my name, you didn't pray, you didn't do anything that would indicate that you were a Christian, would they know you belonged to me? And I said, it's a good question. Um... You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so because frankly, the way I kind of live will be indicative of just like a quote unquote, quote unquote, like decent human being. Like there was just nothing challenging about the way I live. There was nothing um, 
extraneously generous about the way I lived. And so the Lord began with my money. He began with my finances and he said, make room in your finances, make room for generosity. And my Lord, it took me a whole year, you guys. We're in January, we're in January and it took me a whole year to finally realize, oh, you meant now, not a year from now. Um, and so he started with my money and he, but in the way he started with my money was with my clothes. He was like, go through your clothes and look at them. And, um, like, where do you buy from? And are the people making your clothes being paid enough? And these like, these deep questions that I was like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to get good clothes, blah, 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 blah. Um, and when he said, he challenged me with make room it was a challenge into making room into every like every area of my life for him to abide in and i realized that his invitation to make room was an invitation to abide because i think that the way that christianity um exists in our western modern kind of um, secularist world because if it seems that that we're trying to fit Christianity in a secularist world rather than just having a Christian worldview all the time regardless of where we're like the kind of culture we're living in and I found that there were like secularist ideologies and things that I I subconsciously adopted and lived because I mean you I live in America like like this culture is my culture and realizing that there is a kingdom culture that I'm not adopting in my life and that was so testing because then it went into my motivations like why I did certain things like why I served the way I did um, or the, why I serve the way I do, or like why do I pursue like certain things the way I do? It just literally diving into the depths of my soul and finding that actually I don't abide. I am not connected to the vine. I know the vine. I'm like vine adjacent, but I'm not connected to the vine. And so I want to ask you this question um are you one who abides with the lord or are you one who carves out time to spend with the lord and there's a difference because one you have your devotional time and then after you say amen that's when it it's done and you go into your life and you start your day the other is you have your devotional time you say amen you move into your day-to-day, but it doesn't end. The devotion actually follows you into your day-to-day, right? Like what you read, the challenging words that you read, the things that um, the Lord quickened in your spirit, those follow you into the day ahead. It doesn't end when you say amen in the morning or when you, or like when you read your Bible at night and you go to bed. Like that's not when your um, communion with the Lord ends. Like, your day begins with him, and it's from that place of, of, from that secret place that you exist. It's not the other way around. 
And these are some of the notes I wrote because I actually shared about this in my um, connect group last year. And it just, it's, I feel like it's so relevant for this year because truly we don't know what the year ahead will look like. This week already has been quite literally a lot in America, but also globally. And so our hope cannot be in our institutions. Our hope has to be in something deeper. And I am actually inviting all of us to not expect things to be better globally because I don't think it will. But I think that the best that is yet to come is the new heaven and the new earth, the restoration of all things. And that that's where our hope should lie. And our hope should lie in God's kingdom coming on earth and the community we have and fellowship with each other as believers in Christ Jesus. And so, let's be, oh, that was kind of grim. <laughs> um, make room. We must make space for God in our mundane. And what that means is not intending, it's not, it's not intending to spend time with God. And I said scheduling, but I think I'm going to change that. I don't think it's scheduling. I think it's lordship. I think when we schedule time for the Lord, we're like, okay, God, this is how much time you get. But when we allow the Lord to have lordship over our lives, when he tells us, stop, I have something to tell you, stop, open your Bible, stop, pray, when we get those quickens in our spirit, we do them without question. We do them quickly because he has lordship over our lives. And so make room, make room for the Lord to be Lord. Is the Lord Lord over your life? There was a verse that I was um, reading in my prayer time this morning from James 4. And he was talking about like, don't say you're going to go to such and such town and do such and such thing, but say if the Lord wills. And I feel like 2020 showed us that our plans are nothing. Our plans are nothing. Our prayer and our daily, every day when we wake up and when we're hoping and preparing for the future, our prayer should be like, if the Lord wills. And so when you make room for um, the Lord in your lifestyle and not just in your devotion, <clears throat> the posture of your heart is, if you will. The posture of your heart is, I am surrendered to your will. And I think that is the foundation of what the Lord has been teaching me in the last year is that I am at the mercy of his will. He is sovereign. He's kind. He's patient. He's generous. But he's also sovereign. His sovereignty. I learned so much about the sovereignty of God last year. It knocked me up it just knocked me upside my head. And my prayers, like every day. Like, literally, at the end, I'm like, Lord, let it be done unto me according to your will. I am surrendered to your will. I am at the mercy of your will. And then, that's when I be, and that's what I begin with before I ask for anything. Because I want my posture when he says no to be thank you. Not why. Not how dare you. And this last year taught us to be grateful for the sovereignty of God. Okay, so, hmm. And with this, I would like, I, this is gonna be very short, 
but I want to end with diligence. I want to end because I feel like the call for me this year, um, the invitation that the Lord has for me um, is diligence and consistency. And I think about the verse in Hebrews that the Lord is the rewarder of those who seek him. And in some translations, it says diligently seek him. And diligence is a fruit of long-suffering. It's steadfastness. It's tenacity. It's showing up every day and being present to him every day and abiding with him every day and choosing him above all else. And I think with everything that is happening around us, if we lack diligence, our faith will be shaken. If we lack consistency, we will be easily moved. And I think that that is the fruit of surrender, is like coming every day when things are not really, like when you don't want to, because you really want to kind of sleep and lay in bed and cry or complain or have pity parties. And so, um, friends, happy new year. Let's make room for God in our lifestyles. Um, the questions I've been asking myself is this, is like, and this is, where are you not Lord over my life? Like what area of my life? Uh, and this led and that like everything about my lifestyle has been tested and questioned even to the things I indulge in and the things I watch and the things I listen to. And I think that there is just a greater call for intimacy with the Lord and that as we mature and we quote-unquote become perfect as he is perfect as it says in Matthew, we will realize that there's a lot of things that we allow that we shouldn't. And there's a lot of things that don't seem quite literally detrimental, but they're distractions. He wants our undivided attention. He's worthy of that. So, make room, friends. He's worthy of our surrender. Okay. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>